Many are still reeling from a proposal from PNR to deprioritize the second phase of the hospital modernization project in favor of finishing the education program. It was a decision made in the wake of a stalemate GST debate where the states failed to make any positive decision about how to raise additional taxes. It led to a review of the capital project's portfolio and, coupled with skyrocketing construction costs, has seen PNR have to pick and choose what can be done with dwindling public finances. During the first of a series of podcasts with Express, the president of PNR, Deputy Peter Furbrush, explains how we got to this point and why the decision was made. Thank you very much for coming in today. It's a pleasure. Um, I know it's probably been a busy couple of days for you yep. because... Yep. Timing was right that yesterday PNR dropped its uh, capital portfolio, reshuffling its proposals. Yes. And so this must lead to uh, a busy couple of days for you. Yeah, Questions and being quite rightly so, because, you know, the public are entitled to know. They knew what was intended. If there are to be any changes to that, they're entitled to know what those proposed changes are as soon as we can announce them, and that's what we've done. But we've just said what we think. It'll be for the states to decide in July. They may disagree with us. And so, you mean, really looking at what has been changed and moved around, there are only a couple of really big pieces that have been shifted. And of course, the biggest one is the hospital modernisation project. Yep. Phase two has kind of not been shelved, but put into the pipeline. How difficult a decision was it? And what was the decision process around choosing uh, a sixth form centre over uh, a new part of a hospital? Well, we weren't choosing a sixth form centre over a, a hospital. We were choosing a, a transformation education policy uh, and that's much more than the sixth form centre. I mean people rightly centre upon the sixth form centre but of course it's the further institute generally uh, that is being or would be processed. Very difficult decision because every single project, every single project uh, is valuable to the community, is of good value. It's already been through a process whereby we, that's the states of goods, you've evaluated it and see yes we should do the hospital, we should do the school, we should do the bus fleet, all these kind of things. That's already been through a process. So, I mean, last time the, the capital projects were discussed with the government work plan, yeah. something like the Guernsey Institute was actually separate from the programme of education. So now it all seems to come under the same umbrella. Is there a move to... No, I think, I think they've been consistent. Education have been consistent in relation to that. I don't believe there's been any inconsistency at all. Uh, if it was just a six-form centre, there might have been other decisions made. But we've also, one of the, there were two major considerations. I'm generalising now, I'll not just talk about the hospital yeah. or the schools. The first is the building industry. Anybody who lives in Guernsey knows the building industry is red hot. Uh, you, know, you try and get a builder to do anything and they are genuinely very, very, very busy. So if we were to put two major projects, in other words, hospitals phase two and three, because it's been joined together, and the schools project together, that would be hundreds of millions of pounds coming onto them market the construction market at the same time and uh, there aren't that many good competent builders of that size as we've got lots of good competent builders in Guernsey I don't mean that but uh, of that size who could manage that uh, that kind of project um, so that was one consideration and the other is decisions have consequences the states and I don't ex exclude myself from that at all the states in the January and February debates concluded by not making any any decision at all about tax raising uh, matters. Some will say, well, you should have followed ours, and some will say, well, you should have followed this. But the fact is, we followed none, uh, and we made no decision at all. 
And that means we're not going to have the money going forward to do all of these projects, even if we wanted to, without borrowing significant sums of money. I was going to touch touch on that specifically. I mean, has this kind of... Some of it seems a little bit brutal, I suppose, but kind of necessary. But is it really a direct consequence of the GST stalemate? It's certainly a consequence. It's certainly a, a significant consequence. Uh, it's not the only consequence, because the other one is what I've said about resources. You know, it's not only money. It's yeah. having people to do the job, facilities to do the job, etc., etc. I mean, the people realise they're doing an excellent job in hospital phase one. Everybody tells me that. Uh, and they, I thought they were going to be completed late summer of next year. But when I spoke to two of the principals of that company earlier this week, they were saying they hope to be finished sort of about March, April time of next year in relation to phase one of the hospital project. So what kind of time frames are we looking at now with these projects well, that are I being mean, moved? Uh, some of them will go, it, it will depend when the money's there. Uh, you know, the head, uh, head of Treasury at PNR is uh, Deputy Mark Kellyer, very sensible, balanced person. And he's made, he will make the point, if he was sitting here rather than me, to say, look, we can only do it when we've got the money. So I can't say next year, two years, three years' time. And in any event, even the things that go ahead, let's say the states agree with us. Yes. Uh, they won't all be completed by the 30th of June 2025 when this, this term ends. They'll be in train. Some will be completed, some will be halfway through, third of the way through, etc., etc. but they'll be started. And so it's been about a day now since the, your proposals were made public, I yeah. suppose, um, and heads of, uh, presidents of committees have got to get to grips with what that might mean. Yeah. I mean, what do you make of the feedback so far? Because clearly HSC, unsurprisingly, yeah, is well, quite... Yeah, well, we spoke to Health and Social Care... Uh, Deputy Murray and I, as representatives of PNR, just to make sure I get it right, last week, we told them last week-ish, I can't remember exactly the day, uh, that uh, we went and see them and said, look, this is likely to be the choice that we make. We don't like making it. Uh, it's not one that we say yabba-dabba-doo to. It's a difficult yeah. decision, but this is the decision. And, and naturally, but very constructively, and they may disagree with us, and they may advocate otherwise, and they may or may not be successful, uh, you know, it was a civilised, balanced conversation. And I wanted to wrap my head around a little bit about the review scoping solutions column to this. And yeah. what does that mean for projects like Smart Court and the bus uh, infrastructure, the fleet being the well, phase three of that? It means we've got these like four columns now, yeah, uh, which we sent out with the media release uh, yesterday. And those that are in the, the furthest away column are going to be delayed significantly. Um, what happens if your proposals fail? Well, then we'll have to... Uh, we are in a democracy. So whatever the states decide in July will have to be implemented. So let, let us just say, the states say, all these projects have got to go ahead. We don't care what PNR has said. Every single project's got to go ahead. We will be saying, well, we don't have the money to do them all. So therefore, you're, but you, the states of Guernsey, basically telling us that we've got to go out and borrow money. That would be difficult. I mean, the states could borrow money, but it will cost a lot of money. Yeah. And it's like our own personal circumstances. You don't money don't borrow money unless you feel you can repay it. Uh, it would take us a long time to repay it. Thank you for listening to the Bailiwick Express podcast. The title track was Shift My Weight by Luno. If you enjoyed it, I know it's a pain, but please like and share. It all helps. And remember, you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the Bailiwick. You can find us online, on social, on email, and on internet radio. There'll be more from me, Matthew Leach, and all the Bailiwick Express team next Friday.